Contrast uncut, yeah you know that's us Where we only speak the real and the real rock with us Where we motivate the people and the politic on success Oh no we ain't DJ Kelly, but they swear we the best What's happening? It's Contrast Uncut, it's season 3, episode 49 Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents I appreciate you brothers it's your host, Zylo, a.k.a. DJ Wine Dollars, like I won some money. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today, we got a really, really legendary, you know, incredible super guest. You know, they're a billboard charting group, you know, from the CPT Compton. They, you know, they known for making such hits as Be True to Yourself, If You Want It. I know they got a lot of people some pussy, that song, If You Want It. And, you know, as Beach, uh, didn't mean to turn you on up in the club and many more these brothers have had sinks and placements on classic shows and movies such as above the rim minister society and you know the real gangster italian show sopranos just to name a few and if you don't know who i'm talking about now it's all good we got our episode to chop it up with gangster d and black ass kk from second to none all up, what's up? How you doing, brothers? Good, man. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm blessed. Yeah. You know, it's an honor to be in your presence. Oh, be able to do this interview, man. Get into yeah. digging into some history. Man, what y'all be on? How we chilling, man. Doing, still doing this music. Yeah. We, pandemic shit going on right now, though. Come on, come on. I mean, you said a little bit uh, off air, but with the pandemic and people that's really being successful, the people that's moving outside the box. Yeah. That pandemic put a box on everybody's mind until they start thinking outside to really create it and, you know, yeah. build for their own. Yeah, give you time to think. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got a quote. You know, let me know how it relates to y'all. Or if it doesn't, the ideas, I want you guys to talk about it. Y'all ready? Yeah. Right. I'm for truth, no matter who tells it. I'm for justice, no matter who is for or against. Malcolm X. to it. It's no history to it. It's no facts to it. You know, that's the part of that, uh, the one part of that, uh, the quote of Malcolm X, you know. But I mean, with truth, that that court, that makes the, the justice relate, you know. Without relate, you know, without justice, you can't have the truth go on, you know, at the bottom mm -hmm. line. And, you know, I feel like a lot of this, you know, without going too much into anything, but I feel like you guys don't get enough credit as a group for being, you know, one of the most successful West Coast groups to be out here, to come from independency and, and doing your thing from decade to decade. We appreciate that. I mean, you know, that's that's the truth. And the truth is there's no justice. And that's 
what we grew up in. I mean, it still is to to this day. That's how it relates to me. But um, yeah, Malcolm, you know, I mean, the shit's still going on. The same exact way you just said. I mean, there's never no justice. You know, I never seen justice. Like seriously, never seen justice for you know, especially for my people, black people. I never seen it. I never seen it. I've seen just us, but I never seen no justice for us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Ooh. He said, "I seen just us, but not justice." Oh, that's so deep of a bar. So I gotta ask you, you know, the cousins, did the game choose y'all, or did y'all choose the game? Hmm. See, we most definitely chose the game. Kind of. We, we chose it and then it. Because uh, we were breakdancing and all that we shit. We was chasing him. <laughs> <hip -hop. laughs> we invested our, our quality skills and times into it, but I, that's why I would say 50 50 because we did. Well, a lot of didn't just come up in the game. We invested time and work, crafting skills and whatnot. Breakdancing, pop locking, DJing, uh, trying to make beats. When it was this uh, cassettes, you know what I mean? Trying to make a beat off cassettes. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no, he, he looking like he like, Oh, no, I know all about that. Yeah. Trying to do everything off cassettes and running it back and forth and hit a record. Yeah, I used to yeah. could call it pause mix. Oh. <laughs> yeah, pause See, mix. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Pause mix. Pause mix. Yeah. You have two two tapes, and one is you record, know that's your your player playback. and I'm recording right here. I record four bars, and I stop, and I <laughs> rewind it, and I play it again, and I unrecord, you know, and pause and you know play it. <laughs> it'd be on beat, you know. You that's the, that's that the old school punching yeah. in, punching yeah. in style. Yeah, yeah. making the track. Yeah, that's so yeah. I mean, to answer your, your question, we chose this shit because doing that, that was that was like time consuming, but it was strange. But the payoff was a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Man, the the day. was the karaoke karaoke box not available? Yeah. There's, there was a no. The Lord of the Asians was cracking that back then. They was on that karaoke. There was a place uh, in the uh, what was that Cerrito Mall? No, that was Lakewood, Lakewood Mall, Mall called Center Stage. Center Stage. They had a studio uh, studio thing that you can you can go in there and you can sing to somebody's song. Oh, they like tracks. different different recording. You know, uh, they had all the cubicle so audio. Do a books. demo or a cover, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but basically it was just it was really for cover songs. You know what's popping. You know, but we went in there with our song, our tape, the one we picked, <laughs> pause mix. We got still. You know they had this shit where it plays out where people can hear them walking by. You know, girls just wanna have fun. You know, they fuck. You know whatever. But we go up in there with our shit, and you know what I mean we. Get out your car, yo! Throw your hands up if you want to get down. Don't you know what I mean? We we talking, you know, and people was like, "What the fuck?" You know, but yeah, <laughs> that's what we yeah, did our, our first record. You know what I mean? At the Lakewood Mall. <laughs> wow. What would you guys consider you guys' first confirmation that music's what you guys are supposed to do with your lives? That's the other part of the fifty that I was talking about. I feel it's fifty-fifty because the game from the. Being underground at that time, and we was investing in ourselves, like going to the Lakewood Mall, the Center Stage Studios, 
you know, in the contrast where it sounded like the old school versus the new school, where we had to go actually work and not not like they don't do work, but do more to get the process done. You know what I mean? Or to try to make a right. way. Yeah. Doing that process, where well, I said the other side of it is, because from doing that, it showed the game came looking for us. Mm-hmm. We, didn't go looking for, we didn't go looking for a record. I was about to ask that. Did the, did the, I won't say it was easier, but when the, the term gangster rap became popular, it seemed like they was more seeking you guys over you have to go seeking them. Right. They was looking for the next, next gangster rap. Type shit. West Coast yeah, group yeah, that, that kind of made a little sense. Yeah. And so from there, would you guys consider that your first confirmation? Like pretty much like once you guys were investing in yourselves and putting it back out, at the whole you know everyone received it in Compton. Uh, you know, actually from the underground tapes, it wasn't just Compton. It was Watch Inglewood, uh, Long Beach. Uh, Going around Venice Beach area. It spread. Uh, yeah, it spread out. Uh, Ventura County, uh, <laughs> San Diego. Riverside County. Riverside, San oh. Bernardino County, Vegas, and Nevada. Uh, Everything on the Arizona, Phoenix, Tucson, Even Albuquerque, Texas. New Mexico, wow. Houston, <laughs> Louisiana, New Orleans, Baton Rouge. Uh, it's a little part where down in uh, Louisiana they call Bro Bridge, Louisiana. Uh, they do a little whatever, you know. But uh, yeah, it touched a lot of places. We didn't know, but it touched a lot of places. We found mm-hmm. out later on. When it, when it exploded, like he kind of did, was it like a crabs in a bucket situation where a lot of cats from the same area, everybody was rapping at that time? Yeah. No. No, no. Nah. It wasn't a lot of. It wasn't a lot of talent out back then. True. Huh. It was harder to get in the game if you were trying to. Yeah. You had to be talented. Yeah. You had to have something. See, back in the back then, they wouldn't allow nobody to come out sound like, okay, here's a Snoop, and another dude come out sound like Snoop, and then another dude come out sound like Snoop, and then here goes somebody sound like Dub C, and then another dude sound like Dub C. Yeah. You know what I mean? They no, no, that shit was like... You had to be unique. You, you had to set called, yourself apart. It right. was called a biter. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Back then. Uh-huh. But now, I mean... What are some of the highs and lows as a group that you guys had to face that, of course, you guys are willing to discuss? Give me at least two. Two of some of the highs, well, yeah, two of some of the lows. One each, I guess. Well, highs and lows, what? Go ahead, I mean. Well, shit, I, I'll take one because this really affected me. Uh, something like that. I would take it as a low because of the way it was presented. Coming out as a West Coast artist and being prejudged as far as the content of what we're talking about with music and our delivery with the music with the harmonies and hooks, singing our own hooks and whatnot, mm-hmm. wasn't truly accepted by hip hop. So, you know, at that time, during that era, we was just talking about real life. During that era, though. And when you say hip-hop, you know, he mean in New York. New York, and the five boroughs, and the culture, 
because hip hop is a yeah. new East Coast culture. What was it five boroughs, but yeah. or five elements? My but bad. It, it was just back then. It was like when music was coming out, especially even you know some New York rappers had problems with even N.W.A. at that time. You know, yeah. I mean, it was it was some people that had problems with that. Every time, you know, a West Coast artist and we was, when we came out, we was one of the victims of being critiqued. Uh, hip hop ain't got, hip hop ain't singing. Yeah. You know, you should be singing and rapping. And, singing hooks. You know, yeah. and, and we was, we wasn't hearing that shit from over here. We was hearing that shit coming from over there in the magazines. That's crazy. You know what I mean? East Coast bias. It wasn't social media back, back then, right. but yeah. we was hearing that shit coming from the magazines. All the magazines and movies. Yeah. Publications. Yeah. So. You guys are one of the first groups that use like a lot of like instruments, like flutes and like those type of sounds. And like you Most take definitely. it back to like let the rhythm take you. You hear these certain type of flutes and everything. There's certain type of horn sounds you really get from the East Coast. Yeah, well, you know. We we liked live instrumentation music. Mm -hmm. That was the whole thing. That was one thing that uh, we all agreed upon. You know what I mean? Like all of us. I mean, quick is all. You know, quick like a live sound. We loved the live sound, and it just made sense. You know, we you know over samples and shit like that. We still wanted to make you know that groove to feel it. You know, to come mm -hmm. out. You know feel what I mean? Good. You can sample something, That's cool. You know what I mean? But. If you can't just like, like well, wait a minute, let's bring Rob, Rob Bacon, can you come up in here and please and bless that and, you know, you know, do, do what you know how to do, man. We don't know how to do that. You know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he know how to, you know, fill that bass in and, and ride a track like no other bass player did, you know, and he, he was responsible, you know, he's also responsible for the sound of Second yeah. and Nine, you know? Mm. And we, we love him too, you know? So what about some of the highs? The highs? <laughs> Seeing uh, Niagara Falls. Man. Just, I mean, I mean, like on some real shit, like for me, back then, when we left Compton, we went out on tour and, and that was one of the highs for me. Uh -huh. Just seeing all that water and shit, you know what I mean? Like, and then the first thing I was thinking about, I was like, damn, I wish the homies could be able to see this, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then and that's when I was like, really was like, Damn, I appreciate what my spot because I could still be in the hood. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like for real. You guys have that feeling that y'all, everyone made it now that y'all made it with that type of feeling. Like, like you just said, you know, you wish the homies could see it, but in a way, you know, you representing the homies, being in yeah, this position. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, being in yeah, this yeah. position that most cats back at home couldn't get in that position. Y'all kind of like an extension of that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's in, it, like for me, myself, in some ways it was like that, but at the same time, it was a, a, a thing of not knowing, you know, what like yeah. the next circumstance was, you know what I mean? True. Because we was out there pioneering. Before, like, the, the gangster rap was considered to be a Crips. Yeah. And when we came in, you know, they, we, we're blood affiliated. But when we go out to the United States, and go hit these different states, we running into Crips, you know what I mean? And Crips is trying to 
make sure they, they want to try to show us that they bad and yeah. you know people yeah. that wanted to be yeah. Crips because it was so inspiring through TV and, and <laughs> a lot of those yeah. people yeah. Yeah. But some real Crips too from yeah, yeah, yeah. just like on some but, yeah. Yeah. but you know any a confrontation is a confrontation yeah. you know what I mean right. and the thing about it is we we, we our, we wasn't banging down. We was pushing. We not only we smashed that, and then we go. We trying to do shows. We ain't tripping on no game bang shit, but, yeah. but we already know how to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's no problem. But like, we, we trying to do music. You know what I mean? We all don't tour and having fun. But sometimes we used to run into you know certain knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> and it's like, if you want to test it, we are gonna get, look. Look, you're going to take all 25, you're going to have to answer all 50 questions, you know what I mean? If you want to test, nigga, you got to answer all 50 questions, you know what I mean? Because right. that's how we was, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, that was the part, you know, a lot of people don't know that, like, you know. It was yeah. a test throughout. Yeah, yeah. All that shit, even when Quick talking about Just Like Comp and all them little incidents, all that shit was real shit. That happened, you know what I mean? And the weed. <laughs> so what's one thing people got fucked up about the industry? <laughs> it's such a long pause from character. Wow, it's too I much. Mean, I, uh, you know, I, I don't fame in this. I feel you know, if you Money don't know coming like this. You know what I mean? It's on. I ain't, I ain't even tripping. The game is to be sold, not told. If you don't know, you don't know. How do, how do y'all, in a way, perceive how the business is now that uh, being a blood is more mainstream now? Yeah. Like when y'all sound that kind of like that it's transition, do you, like, how do y'all see that? <laughs> and going back to what D was saying earlier on the part of music and not being accepted, the quote unquote hip hop in, in, the, in, the, in that stream, and you know. From singing hooks. Yeah. When it came to gangster, why y'all gang banging? Why y'all killing each other? Why, why this and that? And that? You know, it's, for me, it's uh, 30 years later, and what's cracking? Yeah. <laughs> we not out there. We still living, so evidently yeah. we not killing each other. Absolutely. Mm. So you must got the cold wrong. Yeah. I remember um, back in the days, New York used to, you know. They used to talk like, damn man, y'all, y'all, y'all gang banging, yo, that's not good. They ain't got to wear jerry curls and shit, you know what I mean? And, and niggas was like, you know, like, on some real shit, you know? Like, real. Like, okay. Pressing. I mean, no, it's not no, pressing. Antagonizing. It's just antagonizing. Antagonizing. Because that's not their culture. That's not their culture. Yeah, but that's, that's not what they know. That's what, you know, that was like what was helped led up to that, the East Coast bullshit. You know, just, it was already there, you know what I mean? Imagine the culture coming out of, out of okay, you, you've you been working on this shit. You helped, perfect, you know, mold it. And then uh, another person takes it and it's like, you wanted to sell. You want, you, you know, made so many units and everything. You got ready, you, you want to sell this shit. But you can't sell it like you want to because it's not really good. People don't like it like that. No disrespect, like conscious rap. We had too many people that was like dealing with on this coast. It was like people was on some game banging shit, you know, right. street cocaine selling dope and you know fast life shit. A lot of the rappers they was on conscious rap, you know, 
talk, you know, it was about lyrical skills. We weren't talking about that. We, you know, we was talking about, you know, yeah. our, our, you know what I mean? Life and in the was talking the about what was going on. Well, me and Kay, we, we was, our thing, we said we want to talk about the other side of Compton, the party side, the fun. Well, you know what I mean? They were just killing, you know what I mean? We have fun, you know what I mean? Right. But, and that was your guys' choice at that yeah, moment. Yeah. Do you guys dig into what, what surroundings you guys are seeing daily? On, on this side or do you guys dig into this is what my life can be like and this is what it is for me yeah and which is the party you know enjoying life having fun pursuit of happiness yeah and and a lot of times the conscious rap it wasn't it wasn't it had its time but it still has its time they didn't understand that it was our time some we had to break the mold with the crazy lyrics and all that shit it had to break the mold because you got to remember our lyrics and help pressing that we helped out Luke. Luke, yeah. he was he he was you know he went through it. We was fighting freedom of speech at that time. Yeah. You gotta right. remember that. You know right. what I mean? All this shit was Too freedom of speech. Crew. Then yeah. you had people like, man, we had people coming up to our concerts. Like, Man. why is y'all talking bad about women? And, like you know? pussy and shit, all that. Yeah. Right. Then, right, as soon as we get on stage, the whole arena, or Coliseum, wherever in the southeast or Midwest, y'all calling them bitches and hoes and shit. And as soon as we get on stage, or short during that time, you know, as soon as we say, all the bitches say something. <laughs> living testament right there you know hey that's what life is about at least be honest about life don't try to, don't try to make a facade over real life yeah we'll talk what is something that second to none feel like the game is missing right now I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't really you know me man I don't judge the game you know like how people would say uh, how y'all feel about the new youngsters music you know what I mean I don't it's cool. I was once, you know, we was once young. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna speak yeah. up on that shit. Yeah. It's some dudes, new shit I like and some shit I don't like. Some shit sound repetitive, some shit sound new, you know, like creative. I listen to new and creative shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, you know, case in point, real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. Motherfuckers say like, and all that shit. That's disrespectful. I like the Migos because they sound like the Migos. Uh-huh. Unique. That's so you know who they are. If you heard them, come on, you know who the Migos are. That's it. Yeah. Voice and flow. Yeah. That's Melody. They carved a, a sound yeah. for themselves. Now, everybody else that's try to sound like the Migos, I don't like. Yeah. Right. Case in point. <laughs> if I want to listen to the Migos, I'll listen to the Migos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't diss, I don't diss none of that shit, man. So what would second to none be doing if you guys weren't in entertainment? Uh, we'll be doing something. Productive. <laughs> you better believe that. We won't be doing no jail time. <laughs> That's what we wouldn't be doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be very productive, like you said. Yeah, we'd probably be doing some, um, some business. You know, we, we, we got other stuff that we do, you know, already. You know, we was already productive in the community, or, uh, you know, inspiring or doing something motivational as kids. And, you know, with our grandmother and her church, 
being in the Compton Christmas parades with our uncle and his horses from Richmond Farms, you know, little black community of cowboys over in the west west side of Compton. Um, so it was a lot of great growing moments mm. right in Compton, you know, as kids and growing up, you know, before the uh, second to none entertainment hit. So pretty much the basis of my show is about, you know, the story of success. There's a lot of people that, you know, we, where we, you know, we, I can say all of us have grown up in poverty stricken neighborhoods where opportunities are rare as you make them. And so you got some people that continue to make stuff happen. You got other people that, you know, work a long path and find a way eventually. Then you got other people that are afraid of success. And so, you know, my whole point of my show is to pretty much bridge that gap of people putting a cul-de-sac state of mind on their head and put a bridge to making something happen from testimonies and blueprints of what, you know, successful people have done, whether it's that you brothers have done to, to, you know, athletes and actors and so on and so forth. And so, no, I gotta make sure I let you guys know I appreciate your time, you know, it's the most finite thing we have. And so, to give you testimonies and, you know, set up the blueprint for a lot of people to understand the struggle comes from you know, putting in the process so that you can see success. Thank you first. You know, appreciate the love, definitely. Absolutely. So we about to go into my awareness segment. You know, it's about police interaction. I ask every guest of mine when was the last time they were pulled over and what's advice that they can give to the, you know, everyone out there and, you know, interacting with the police. Yeah, I got a 2020 a few days ago story. I got pulled over on my way to get a breakfast case of deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or, you know, a younger cop, uh, I have to say white and one Latino, a little elder. They followed me up one street, let me turn the corner for half a mile, turn the corner, follow me a mile down to the main street, waited till I turned into the alley to go get to the burger spot, and then turned on the lights once I got in the alley. But they followed me all of that distance. I mean, you know, what made it funny is I have receipts of where I just left from with the time stamped, and you know, all that. So I brought it to the younger, not being racist, no, I brought it to the younger driver who was white. The elder that was Latin was the passenger cop. Uh, it was cool, but the younger, the younger cop, he, he, you know, he was asking silly questions. <laughs> uh, so, so where you coming from? So I, I didn't say anything. I just handed him a receipt with the answer to add to it. Uh, as you know from your training, the time and distance that it would take me to drive from this point with this receipt with the time on it. You know, you pulled me over, and then you followed me first for a while. You could, why didn't you pull me over? So as you got behind me, mm -hmm. what was the point? You know what I mean? So you waited till I got in the alley, a mile or two and a half, you know, and then put me over in the alley. And I, I had a call in order, so what made, made it valid, the uh, older guy was filming already when he saw the lights come on in the alley. And the manager of the hamburger place uh, that I went to, she was at her back door throwing trash away and seeing me and stayed there the whole time. So. It was a blessing uh, moment, but just dealing with that was just a few days ago. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, they was just like, oh, you know, so where are you coming from? That, well, actually, you know, not, not, not being 
favorite favorite or nothing, but the the, the Latino he kind of understood more. He was in his thirties. The white guy was in his twenties. He's fresh on maybe going man, through training. Both of them They both the same shit. Man. Well, Latino <laughs> cat, he was a fan. Yeah. <laughs> After the fact. Nah, but he was cool before still, I even knew that shit. He's still guilty by association. For, for taking the job? Yeah. yeah. They, they all, because, man, I got pulled over too, so it's like, I don't, I don't like none of them motherfuckers, man. Yeah, you're doing the job. That's so disrespectful, he asking you where you going. Right, and that's why I broke his ass down with man, that receipt. Grown, man. You smart, you smart man, enough. You tell this, man. I, didn't, I didn't say shit. I you gave him a receipt. Now you calculate. I know, time but like, distance. what is the point Just of him smart asking you about your day? Right, stopping you in the middle of your day, asking him first, following. You know what I mean? That's some, that's some bullshit, yeah. man. It's like nigga, no, do your job. You see somebody they, running? Look, he, he black. Pull him over. That's racial profiling. Yeah. Did they tell you why they put? Well, he broke it down, but I broke his ass down even further with some, with some common sense and intelligence. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that simple. So, what do you do to get through the situation quickly? I just let's let's just let's get straight to the point, man. What did you pull me over for? Bottom line, I got pulled over about two months ago. Motherfucker told me he pulled me over. He said I did a, a I didn't stop on I didn't stop before the line right by the crosswalk. Some petty ass shit. He just wanted to see what was in my car. Bottom line, him and his partner. Him, the it was a, a guy and a female. They pulled me over, asked me that. They lied after they, you know, checked me, you know. They they wanted to get on my car and I was like, what you want to go in my car for? Right. Yeah, they, you know, they wanted to go into the car and they lied. Once I said, you know what, I let them go in the car and hurry up. I said, hurry up and check the car so I can go. And um, he went back to check my license. The girl trying to look in the car. Nothing in the car. He come back with my license and say, the only thing, that's the only thing you ever been to jail for is that gun. And I was like, Man, let me go, cause you on some bullshit. I ain't never been a girl for a fucking gun and all this, so it's some bullshit. I don't, I don't like the police right now. And a lot of other people don't like the police right now. And, and I know a lot of people say there's good cops and there's bad cops. All of them are the same, because the same good cops that know that there's bad cops. They allow them. Yeah, they, they don't say nothing, and, and you know they're part of the system. If you're rolling with it, then you just as much as bad. So I don't yes. even front and play no game. It's either there's yeah. a problem side or there's yeah. a solution. So I let it be known from that's the straight it. gate. When we get have any interaction, I don't trust you. I just I don't even have nothing to say. What are you bothering me for? Oh, Leave me alone. Give me through this. No, no, that's real. No, I appreciate your brother's testimony on, you know, it is a hot topic, but it's a reality. Before it was a hot topic, it's something we face daily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead. I have this next segment. It's called Trading Places. You remember that movie with Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, yeah. Mortimer, you know, wake up, yeah, everything's changed. Friends, yeah. And I take that idea and concept and mold it into, you know, a segment. And I got... 
two iconic people because you know you guys are a group. We was like, let's take a group and a group and swap them and yeah. talk about it. So we took the Wayne brothers and we got them trading places with the Beastie Boys. Mm. So question number one is, can y'all see their work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, aren't they both from New York? So that click in right there. Mm. No, no, no. Other so you can see the you can see the Beastie Boys doing like you know uh, uh, the shows that they did, the Wayne Brothers show. Yeah, I can see them. You can see, well, I can see them being white chicks. Oh, I can see all of the comical and humor. Yeah, all that because it's the same thing. Yeah, they go, they went for it. You know what I mean? I can see them trying anything. Mm-hmm. They're not scared to, to, you know, dare to be there. And then you guys can also see the Wayne Brothers as a successful hip hop group right, right in the early nineties. Being flamboyant, yeah, more kids playish and shit, you know, yeah. like kid and plays, you know, uh, rap. Uh, <laughs> no, but no, I don't know. They would probably be tight. I don't know, but they were clever. Well, <laughs> what would be one thing different if they traded places? Can you just give me one example of, you know, just being clever? Oh, who they You know, the group wouldn't be talking about drinking as much beer. It'd have been some cognac and some gin. It's more talking about some soul food, some chicken, fried chicken, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, Brad Money would definitely be. Yeah, Brad Money wouldn't be the subject matter. Hennessy. Yeah. She got me. Hennessy. Hennessy. It really got me. For real shit. She's making us. Goddamn. Okay, okay. I got my next segment. It's Impulse Q&A. You know, it's from a fan perspective. You got to answer three questions. And you know, I'm gonna have both of you guys weigh in. I thought about this very cleverly. And you know, if you don't like the question, it's all good. Y'all can collectively pass on it. I got another question for you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Question number one. What is something y'all hate, but y'all wish you loved? Hmm. You wanna go first? <laughs> all right, you can go ahead. All right, so, something that I hate, that I wish I loved. Yeah. Well, it ain't really nothing I hate. And I love a whole lot of shit, so that's a kind of like, it, it balances it out. Bruh, for me, I hate some vegetables, some how they taste. But, you know, I'm supposed to love them because they're supposed to do good for me. But I don't be having that balance in my mind sometimes, so I still make those poor decisions. Like, I'm gonna wait to make that love connection later on with your vegetables. That's funny you said that, man. I, I used to eat vegetables, love them. I still love them, but I guess the uh, Malathion spraying the pesticides at, in California, Central California, they spray the vegetables and uh, fruit, and uh, you know, kind of triggered my system in my teenage years. And after that point of going up in Central uh, California, basically, I mean, getting raw fruit, raw vegetables, and you know, back in the 80s, after I guess whatever they sprayed on the fruit and vegetables, I wasn't able to eat. I'm, I'm still not able to eat lettuce, tomatoes, raw. I miss salads. I know what they taste like. No raw fruit, but I can eat <coughs> cooked and steamed vegetables. You know, that's my way of getting it. Uh, 
Hey, you know, I understand. I understand what you're talking about, you know. D, that what's something you love, but, I mean, you hate, but you wish you loved? Shit, the answer. <coughs> oh, Ooh, man. That's real. That's straight to the point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Question number two. What is one thing you recommend everyone tries at least once in their lifetime? <coughs> Some pussy. <laughs> nah, I'm not. I'm just fucking around. Nah, I was some vagina. <laughs> some great top notch. Something that you thought would change your, your life. Yeah. Yeah. You want to start your hustle? If you want to put some stall in your hustle? Fuck with some pussy. Change your life. Who told you about this? This is lies. <laughs> you know, one thing you recommend everyone tries at least once in their lifetime. So damn rest. Mm. Okay. That's your brain and your body. Get some damn sleep. Uh, that's simple and it's fair. Ah, uh, yeah. Question number three. If you could be in any time era music, which era would you pick? <laughs> and who would you guys work with in that era? Oh, shit. That's too easy for me. <laughs> 70s, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm. That's dumb. Mm -hmm. um, it would have to be like the late 60s, early 70s. And I would like to work with like um, Marvin Gaye. I would like, like, if I would have had a chance to even like to produce him, that would be dope. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man, since you guys made these impulse Q and A so easy, I'm gonna give you a bonus question. What's something that people don't know about the group that you guys do behind the scenes? You know, so that they can have a better understanding of what really hits the earways. Well, a lot of people don't know that I produce. A lot of people don't know that I've been a big part of, you know, our music. You know, um, I, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm modest about it. You know, I don't be putting it out there. You know. I just love music. I love to, you know, make music and make it where it's felt. You know, just I think that's our job. Actually, if you know, if God gave you a, a, a gift. talent and gift to do music, and I think He He made for you to, you know, make it and create it so it can be felt. And I know the music that I create, it, it, it gets felt. You know what I mean? So it's good feeling, it got soul in it, you know what I mean? It's rap, it's jazz, it's all type of genres, you know what I mean? But it got soul in it, that's the most important thing in it. So that's everything you just gonna grab, you know? Man, you brothers have survived my awareness segment, survived my trading places segment. Y'all even survived my impulse Q&A with a bonus question. And, you know, as a result, you know, let's, as a reward, let's promote, let's talk about what y'all working on, what, what, what's coming out, 
You know, what's on the horizon for Second to None that people need to be up on? We had a vault, as you know, as so to speak, but we had so much music that we recorded and we never released. So now we're releasing a lot of music and the crazy thing about it is the music is timeless. It sounds like it's today. You know, in these times. These times. Um, I mean, that's that's our gift, man. You know, a lot of songs that we done done before that you guys heard that came out, some of the songs were before their times. It's like they didn't get it right then and there. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, damn, that's okay. Now, you know, you know, that's, you know. All of us that had that, you know, happen to us, you know, out of the crew. You know, a lot of our music is like before it's time, you know. <laughs> and then it be landing right on time. Like this shit, like a lot of a lot of shit you hear. Man. Man. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny just going off of hearing what he's talking about, you know, where a lot of people in, this, in the industry, uh, you know, they praise certain things. It's like, uh, oh, you're the first one. Uh, it's the king or the queen of this and that, and you know, it ain't even all about all that. You know, because uh, if you actually pay attention to the facts, listen to the music, listen to the words, just like a lot of people don't listen to uh, R&B as to what they knew it was and what it was. They they uh, spawned from just rap and hip hop, or trap music, and that became their life. They don't have no soul. Or they don't have no understanding of that. So, I, I, you know, a lot of you need to tap back into music. Mm. It's about the music. Yeah. Tap into that. If you could tap on a drum machine, tap your ass into some uh, researching, just music. And if you haven't listened to Compton music, you sleeping on it, it's... It's, it's crazy how they put it because it's definitely timeless. You know, everything that's on there, you would imagine it came, it was made a couple of weeks ago during the pandemic. But, you know, the quality of the sound and, and you know, the live instruments, everything that makes that, that product makes it timeless. And, you know, you would think literally it came out. You guys just put that together. Yeah. Would you, would you say you guys are blessed or you guys are happy that you, you are a part of the a generation of hip hop where you know your music is more sustainable through time. You can still bump some of the, your early work like it was oh. yesterday. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Even the newer stuff. Like, Definitely blessed, man. Yeah. Definitely yeah. blessed. Because today's industry is like you gotta you got you gotta uh, stop watching your time on how these hits go to a degree. You can either be here for a long time, but even that long time is a short time as opposed to you know, you guys again have timeless music that's in, from an era that's always going to be stamped. And you can continuously play that over and over again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause soul don't have no time on it. Yeah. It's time. Even magic. with hip hop, with y'all, oh, y'all yeah. bring the soul to hip hop. Yeah. Right there. You bring a soul to it. You know. What I'm saying? Thank you. Yeah. You know. You see why, how they why, why y'all singing? They singing have different hooks. genres. Yeah. <laughs> Shaq, uh, Shaq, you listen to second and none talking, Shaq. You and Method Man did that song called No Hooks. Then later on, you, I love playing on the west side. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> on the east side. That's called a hook. And guess who did that track? Wow. And who's on the backgrounds? Mm. Right. 
Remember that. History. So, when we talking about singing hooks and hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop is a culture. Make sure your ass can draw, spray paint some shit, motherfucking windmill, spin on your motherfucking hand with your body flat, break dancing and shit. We, you know, uh, MC, DJ, and all the rest of that. That's an East Coast based culture. The same thing like blood and cripping and choloing, a West Coast culture. That's our, y'all hip hop, that's our shit. West Coast culture, and we rapped. No, we didn't make claim. We the kings of this. Another, this yo yo the queen of rap, hip hop. No, we just living life and, and telling our stories and making claims in life and yeah, being just, blessed, like you said earlier. We're Later on, we found out that it, it became yeah. some shit. Yeah. We were just living and having fun, and that time in life, it became a moment and got recorded. Right. Whether it's visually or audio, and the shit happened, and look where we at. We still living and breathing, and motherfuckers is well balanced. Man, bad smoking good weed. It's a blessing to be in California. What's next for Second to None? Is there a documentary? I mean, I know it's a big thing. We got the Wu Tang. We got a lot of stuff that's came out to like someone put a blueprint out there. Can we see a documentary of Second to None coming? Yeah, we're working on it right Definitely. now. We're, we're going to tell our story. No one's going to tell our story but us. Uh. It's not his story. It's our story. Okay. Man, if y'all notice, my show is different. It's unique. I do things, you know, because I got segments like the mother guys. But I don't believe in the segments like them. I got my own shit outside the box. Mm. I'm like, how do I keep that same energy and close out? The viewers knows it's coming. I'm about to hit you guys with it. Y'all got any questions for me? Yeah. Come on. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Man, I'm getting the presence of some cheese and some legends. Come on, stop playing with me. That's some real shit. Shit, man, thank you. It's a blessing to be in you guys' company, man, and bring this forth so we can entertain the fans, the loved ones, and everybody love what you're doing, love what we've been doing. And update. Right. And that's, that's what we're here for. Man, you got any questions for me? He hit me with the easy one. You ain't hit me, do you believe in aliens? Can, can you do some incredible shit? You ain't hit me with none of that. I know that. you I can't levitate. That's love. I know that's you can't love. levitate because you're the shoulders that shit. The Hell no, I interview a magic person for levitation. I ain't going to do the shit. <laughs> we can talk about him doing it, but that ain't me. Uh, Did he actually shit. do it? Shit, to keep it real, it looked like it. Yeah. But he was on the other side of the camera. Right side of the camera. Shout out to Chris the Magic. <laughs> I want to see some magic. I want motherfuckers show me some shit like that. You gonna have to get on live and see if he on. He'll trip out. Man, I got some magic for your ass. <laughs> Motherfucker, first day I see some hands and arms. Put the sun up in the morning. And bring the motherfucker down and then put the moon up. Show me that motherfucker. What, uh, uh, whoever got color on their skin talking about they the man. Put your motherfucking hands up and put the sun up every day. And, and the moon as well. And the stars. And the clouds and the blue skies and sunshine. And you want to be the man. Rotate this earth, motherfucker. Exactly. Uh, Come on with it. Man. 
is Contrast Uncut. It's season three, episode 49. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. I wouldn't be able to do incredibly dope shit like interview second to none and talk about history, talk about some legendary shit, and then, you know, splash in on some of this modern stuff and then let them know what y'all been up to and what you've been doing. Thank you, brothers. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. man appreciate bro. your time, bro. Oh, all love, man. Yeah. Yo, what's up? This is Gangsta D. Uh, this is KK. And you chillin' on contrast. Uncut. Yeah. Second to none in the house. What up, Snow? Bobby, Bobby D. D. What it do? Right there, there you go. Another episode of Contrast Uncut. Make sure if you enjoyed it, you leave a comment below. You hit some like buttons. You hit some uh, subscribe. You go ahead and hit share if you want to. Say something nice or say something you don't want to say at all. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Comment below. D D